in the general public have higher knowledge about what food they want to consume. So it's for me, it's it's a way to go. You need to everyone need to not just for pastry chefs, not just for me as a confectioner,s uh, for chefs, for for whoever is working with the F and B business. We need to be more conscious about what food are we actually producing and produce to sell to the customers, because that actually have a very big impact on how we live. Today, I'm talking to Jared Chua, who is a pastry chef and a chocolatier. Hello, Jared. Hello. Hi. Hello, Petra. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. You too. You too. It would have been nice to meet in person, but yeah,、uh, I'm halfway across the the globe, so yeah. <laughs> but where where are you exactly now? I'm in Penang, in Malaysia, where my、uh, where my parents live. Okay, and、um, but normally, where do you work?、And、normally, I work. In, I'm based in Oslo, Norway. Oh, in Norway. Okay. Yeah. But now, but now you've I've I've、um, watched you on on Instagram, and you've got make amazing sweets.、Uh, thank you. I try my best. Yeah, I mean it looks. So perfect!、Uh, you cannot imagine that it's made by a human being, you know. So uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah> . thank you. <laughs>、uh, but tell me about your career. What was the interest for you initially when when you were a child? Well, I mean, I'm. I try my best to be book smart, like like all the Asian parents. They want their kids、mm-hmm. to be engineer. Doctors, lawyers, those kind of high-earning, big names, just a、uh, big name professional. But I mean, I try my best, but、uh, I'm never succeed in that academic direction. So sort of, I drift off to like, oh, I like cooking. I like watching. I mean, I grew up with a lot of big family gathering. My aunts, my mom, they all. Always cook up a feast. I was like, I always fascinated by, wow, that's a lot of nice food. So, I mean, I think that sparks of the interest of in going to cooking. And in fact, my family, like my mom, they they run a traditional Malaysian dessert、uh, business. Oh really? Yeah. What? So tell me, what is traditional Malaysian dessert? For example,、um, for example,、um, we have my mom is famous for making this coconut custard jam. It's、mm-hmm. like we call kaya in in Malay. It means rich, but it also translates to this、uh, coconut caramel custard、uh, made from fresh coconut milk and just caramelized sugar. So it was like really rich coconut cream. So that's sort of like my mom. One of his, her most famous things, and it usually eat with glutinous rice. So、oh, my, so the、rice. family,、mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the family business is sort of surround around this kind of rice base and coconut base.、Uh, you would say cake, but it's sort of not the same terms that we use as in Western desserts. Cake. Oh, I see. Okay.、Yeah. 
Um, so you're a sweet family. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, I, I grew up in that kind in of environment. That environment, yeah. But now, um, so, and then could you go and study? Did you go and study um, pastry making or, or uh, chocolatier? What, what, what do you call um, it? When I started uh, college, uh, I actually enrolled in culinary arts. So, which means uh, in savory cooking. So, mm -hmm. like the French uh, Escoffier trainings and all those things. So, I was never really interested in desserts, to say. So, oh. sort of, when I got my first job, then, like, really got thrown into this uh, professional, big-scale kitchen. And then, sort of, like, oh, the kitchen is hot and warm and... I don't feel like I like to be in that part of the kitchen. Then I sort of transition into the pastry department where the kitchen is always slightly colder, air conditioner. So it's like that's literally start of, it's about 14, 15 years ago. That's when I really started like learning on the job. Like, so I have no basics of knowing how to make cakes or anything like in terms of uh, western desserts okay. then so literally i start learning by working in my, on my first job and then ever since i'll be um always in the pastry kitchen but this i always find so fascinating when when people say i learned by doing i learned on the job i learned by the experience of of making it and because i think we sometimes um, are blinded by the fact that you have to have a, a, some sort of education. I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't. I'm just saying that for some people, it just works out that they, that they spend the time um, really in, in practice, you know, in, in doing something. Yeah, I, I believe that, like, um, of course, you should have some basic education, yeah. like, some really fundamental theory about what is what that certainly helps uh getting a long way but um most of it like i mean school when you sit down on the school bench looking at the uh, textbooks it's only it only means one thing but when you got into a real kitchen doing with service doing with uh real customers that always not what it seems to be on the textbook so a lot of things it's really learn uh, learning by doing it and like you said that you felt the kitchen warm you didn't like that environment in working there and it was only something that you realized when you started working in the kitchen it's sort of it, it's a, i mean my family business also in like sort of warm and humid a lot of steamers it's it is uh, i mean in a way i knew what and i'm getting into but yeah. it's sort of in a bigger scale then it's sort of um it's much more intimidating mm -hmm. and you work in a little tight space with five or six other cooks together it's just the humidity the the heat constantly so it's sort of something i don't enjoy yeah. So I'm, I find a way to still work within the profession and then 
found my interest and really like sparked my interest and like really got into when I got into pastry. Mm. So um, now the pastry is is one part of of what you do, but you you make sweets. I mean, so literally um, chocolates and sweets as well. Yeah. Is that all under the same category? Then when you when you talk to a pastry chef, for example, that's something that you all. Um, do. Uh, not necessarily. Like, if we talk about pastry department, it always. People will ask, are you a hotel pastry chef or are you a restaurant pastry chef? Because it means totally different thing. Oh, really? like for me, I'm I'm more like a restaurant pastry chef. Things have to be sort of plated a la minute, like very last minute, like things usually as fresh as a day or two. And it's more detailed works and it's more like a lot of factor going to how to say we take into a lot of factor to consider what we should put on the plate we have to take into consideration like maybe the hot kitchen their main course their entree the starters they are this profile are they very heavy or are they very light so we need to make adjustment to the pastries like the desserts when so if if the head chef decided today the Red wine sauce is, will be a bit more heavy. So maybe I need to readjust my dessert to make it slightly lighter to accompany, have a better balanced dining experience. So that's what restaurant pastry chefs have to do. We have a different, we, our tasting palettes are slightly different. We are more complex to, not that hotel pastry chef not, but it, it tends to be yeah. we train this on a daily service basis and hotel pastry chef they are more on productions uh intricate cakes displays buffet or banquet service with which like you almost can be certain how much you're getting how how do you do you can have a flow plan but in the restaurant it always have a lot of different things happen guests no show sorry, they show up they will tell you oh sorry. i'm actually allergy to this thing yeah wait a second you just broke up um there you was there was just a pause where you broke up but tell me um just carry on uh would you say um in in a restaurant uh just the last sentence that you said uh, in the restaurants, we will be facing different challenges as in like, maybe a customer come in and then they will tell you, oh, I'm actually allergy to this thing. Can you make adjustment to this and that? And so sort of every day will be different in a restaurant kitchen, but in a banquet and a hotel setting that will be a slightly more fixed, you know, usually you have all the flow plan the work plan plan way ahead you know what's coming oh, I see. yeah and yeah. it's it's um in in the restaurant line is it also um do you spend a lot of time on say the uh the decorations and things or is that more that they do at the hotel at the 
I would say that will be on a hotel. Yeah. That will be more in uh more into like really decoration, displays and really fine-tuned things. I mean restaurant does, but mm. for me, I my philosophy is I don't want to put things on a plate that is doesn't meet, doesn't bring any um taste enhancement. Right. Because mm-hmm. I could always put a piece of chocolate decoration or sugar decoration on a dessert. But if it doesn't bring an extra layer of flavor or textures, or it just doesn't go with the dessert, I will not put it on. Because mm-hmm. for me, is less is more. When you... And when... I mean, maybe in the early 90s or the even up until early 20s now, it's you can still see a lot of restaurant dessert putting a lot of chocolate decorations, a lot of even raspberries or strawberries or mint leaves, but it doesn't bring anything to the dessert. Yeah. So I'm, my philosophy is I don't want all these extra things to be present if it doesn't mean anything to the plate. That's so interesting. I never thought of that, you know, but because you always think of, okay, so this is the dessert and now you do the decorating, but you saying that that decoration has to mean something for the dessert. Otherwise it's not. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very interesting. And also what you're saying about the fact that um, you have to speak with the, the chef about what the, um, what the main course would be so that your dessert so so the whole eating experience has has to flow it has to be from the yeah because that's how you make a customer comeback they have a very balanced they have an unforgettable in a flowing uh dining experience that's what makes customer remember you and especially the last course they will always remember I have a very good dessert. I have my meal there, very good. I will come back because um, yeah. that's that's how human nature is. They will always remember the first course. They say, okay, this is interesting. This sparked my interest. Then they carry on with their conversation with their dining partners on the table with their friends. So sort of they will brush through second, third, or even fourth course. Then they take a little break. And then when they come back for desserts, that's always the one last meal before they walk out from the restaurants. So that is something they will always remember. You're so right, because I can, that's something that happens to me, you know, that I can really uh, remember good desserts that I had. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember meals as well, but but desserts seem to always um, be for me uh, the the highlight of the evening. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's that's literally keeping our job there. <laughs> but now, Jared. Um. So, and then now there's a, the, that side of the sweet making because the you, those sweets that you make, um, mm-hmm. that I saw on Instagram. What exactly? Uh, yeah. What is that all about? So, I mean, during during the whole pandemic, um. I started out a my own um, sweets business, mm-hmm. like in the in the start of the pandemic lockdown, 
I mean, that initially, it's actually the pandemic makes me start the business as a real business. Because before that, we were already planning to have a, I, I was planning to open a chocolate shops with a dessert dining experience. <clears throat> but sort of pandemic put a hole on the actual project. So I transitioned into making all these sweets and selling online and through some resellers like deli shops. So it's sort of, I transitioned into that to, I mean, not that I really need the business to go on to support myself because uh, in no way we are lucky to have a universal healthcare system for all this pandemic uh, related uh, layoff and things. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but uh it was i like, tried to self-motivate to do things instead of just sit there and not doing anything yeah and i would also with that business on my philosophy is like i want to make things that is i mean chocolate is available everywhere but how to make people eat chocolate and also not to have not to care too much about uh, sweetness or oversweets or calories and things like that. So my philosophy of making those sweets are as less sugar as possible, as uh, natural as it could be. I, ha I haven't used any synthetic colors or colors that you've seen on all my desserts and chocolates are of natural resource from like wow. even dry dry flowers dry vegetables um, so it's those colors naturally occur in in all the ingredients i'm using and sugar that sugar i mean i have i have a motto for like all my desserts from very beginning it's sugar for me is a tool so it's not the flavor okay mm. Because uh, you need sugar to achieve a certain textures or preservation. Sugar itself is a preservation. If you use right amount of sugar, you can preserve your product for a very, very long period of time. If you understand the science and a little bit how sugar can bind with other ingredients. So I use just enough sugar to give the slight sweetness and have the preservation properties because I don't use any other uh, chemical to preserve my product. So everything is as less sugar, as natural as possible. And it, it sort of like explode from that, like people understand the, my philosophy and also the direction of I'm trying to produce my sweets and chocolates and People like it, so I was very, very happy with that. Yeah, but isn't it? It's so refreshing that you that you have have that approach because I mean, it's it's with these things that we we tend to get back to the natural uh, way of doing things, but it's not always so easy because it's it's much easier to get all the chemicals in and get a lot of sugar and and do yeah. something like that. But you've now um, done it the other way around and. And I think it's wonderful that that you start doing that. And also it's a way of educating us as well. 
You know that we yeah, say that we don't need that amount of sugar. No, you. I mean, for me, it's uh, I I personally I don't really like to eat sweets. I mean, sometimes yes, I might want to have some ice cream, some uh, peanut butter fudge, but that's very rarely. I do taste the product I made just to be sure I made the right thing. Yeah. But I don't really like sugar. I don't really like sweets. So I try to make uh, confectionery or chocolates that I would like to eat myself. Yeah. Because if I don't like to eat that, I, would, I wouldn't assume people would like to eat that. Exactly, yeah. But now how much mm. how much experimenting do you have to do yourself to get to these? Um, it's, I mean, I, I do read up a lot of articles, a lot of scientific paper and how to, I mean, because sugar is, it's a big chemical readings. So I did, did I, I made a deep, uh, deep dive into like, the, the science behind making sweets, sugar, chocolates, and it sort of, it takes a few months while, while doing nothing during the early on of the pandemic. And then oh, yeah. it's sort of like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like this, but I like to eat this kind of product. What makes this product stand out? How can I make this thing in my own way, in my own flavor profile? following my own philosophy. So with that, I think I used to spend almost nine months to a year before I actually start selling my first chocolate. Mm. And it was, I think it was uh, Valentine's 2021. Yeah, just last year, I started. It's my first actual selling my own brand. And it was, it was, uh, I really, really, really like it. And it was a hit when I started selling it through online. I sold it through some cafes, some resellers on delis, and it was it was a big hit. And then I found like you can say I found my, my calling that okay, this is the direction to go. Yeah, I and I mean I I never looked back. That even now I'm taking up a new. At the moment, I'm putting my own brand, my projects on the whole. Because uh, from September onwards, I'm, I took up a uh, pastry chef position in a up and coming hotels. Uh, I'll be heading the department with uh, a team of eight others, uh, seven others, pastry chefs and cooks, and I'll be I'll be designing the menus for the whole hotel for the dessert departments with four different outlets to sell desserts and cakes and chocolates and it will it will largely follow my i mean it will follow what the hotel's direction is but Mm. i will have i will heavily influence during the cakes the desserts the chocolates confectionery down to the ice creams or the little pillow candies on the rooms it will follow my direction that is as less sugar as natural as possible so in a way i get to i get to promote my brand my philosophy in a larger scales that can actually bring some positive impact 
on how we look into eating sweets and chocolates. That is incredible. And, and, you know, this is great that you have this platform then or this, this bigger opportunity to do that because I think also our palates get used to uh, this taste of this overly sugarly taste. And then uh, you, need yeah. to, you need to understand, you know, I think when you start understanding about, and like you say, you start educating also about this is not, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's not necessary, all the sugar. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, um, a very good example is, it's like, if I tell you this is a strawberry cake, it's supposed to taste strawberries, not sweet, not sugar. It should taste strawberries. If you taste sugar first, that means it's a very wrong uh, directions already. So for me, it's like, if I make you a, um, uh, Jaffa cake, chocolate orange. You need to be taste chocolate and orange, not other buttery, sugary things. It should taste what it's supposed to taste like. Because nowadays, sometimes you go out buy a bar of chocolates or that says have strawberries or passion fruits or even nuts, but all you taste is just sugar. It's it's not not the way we should go, especially given current uh, dietary climates. Um, all this modern dietary people are, are more conscious of what they're eating now. Uh, in, the general public have higher knowledge about what food they want to consume. So it's for me, it's it's a way to go. You need to, everyone needs to, not just for pastry chefs, not just for me as a confectioner, uh, for chefs, for for whoever is working with the F&B business, we need to be more conscious about what food are we actually producing and produce to sell to the customers because that actually has a very big impact on how we live. We need to be eating more healthy, a little bit less animal product, a little bit more plant-based. Um, I'm very much champion on plant-based uh, desserts because I noticed that when I... In the recent months, even up to a year now, I have experienced a lot of um, plant-based dessert. I'm not call I'm not calling them vegan desserts because it's very it's a very strict terms to use vegan. Yeah. So I, I like to use plant-based diet or plant-based uh, direction because when I use when I take away a lot of this dairy product. You sort of you taste more, like I would see. yeah, because um, water is a very good canvas. If mm. you infuse water with strawberry, it will taste strawberry. But mm. if you infuse cream with strawberries, it tastes creamy strawberries. It doesn't taste actual strawberries. So in the direction that I notice, okay, if I take away all this dairy product just replace it with a more neutral liquid for example water or rice milk or plant-based milk product it let me showcase the product that i actually want to showcase much better 
the customer tastes more of the product I want them to taste and it's more healthy. Mm. So, and it's it's probably you you're right. I was now thinking when you said it's it's really also that the if you use cream that it you almost have to put then sugar with because it takes away the sweetness of the fruit that you add to the cream. Yeah, because uh, creaming, I mean cream for me, I really look at it as a fat. Fat yeah. always masking all the flavor. It oh. carries flavor. It carries a lot of flavor, but it also masks a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. So, which means you need to use a lot more sugar. You need to use a lot more. For example, if I use raspberry, maybe I use one kilo of raspberry in a water-based uh, mm -hmm. produce. But if I use a cream-based, maybe I need to use up 50 or 60% more raspberries. Really? Just to make it as taste intense as possible. So it's um it's a it's a it's a very nice it's a very fine. I I discover that is a very very interesting topic to dive deep into that, and it makes me look at pastries and dessert completely different. Really, and what about butter? If you look at uh, you know because most pastries are made with butter. Um, butter for me, I'm I'm I like butter. I still can't live without butter, but yeah. I'm, but there's a lot of very good uh, dairy butter alternatives now in the market. Mm. And with a little bit of uh, like some citric fiber, uh, it, it's a natural cure fibers. It's derived from citrus peel. Oh, okay. uh, so like the citrus skins, the orange, the lemon skin, they have a sort of fiber. And in, in professional kitchen, we get to have, we can access those uh, fibers in a powder form. Uh, it's available in mm -hmm. professional kitchens. And by using that, I can combine, for example, olive oil and water, and I can make them into a butter. Oh, I see. Oh, that's interesting. So it's it's a little bit magic tricks in professional kitchen. It's not so easily accessed in uh, like households item, but in a way that I could use all this knowledge that I learned in the recent years and make a bad tastier, slightly more healthier desserts for. Uh, the customers that come to the restaurants yeah and it's also that uh, awareness you know that being aware of the, like you're saying now that that uh, something like water is also uh, an ingredient that has a, a a use you know that it's we we dismiss it as oh it's just water it doesn't but it it brings it keeps with the taste or the, the flavor of the fruit that you then use yeah, absolutely. It's uh, water is a very good um, transport uh, canvas for any flavor you want to achieve, and it doesn't mask any flavor. It doesn't take away anything from the ingredients you want to put in. It just makes it flow. It's like I, I remember there's a very famous quote by Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. If you want to be anything, be water. Oh, really? 
because you can when it's frozen when you when it's frozen it be ice when it's warm it becomes steam when it's cold it's just water it has so many properties it can transform in every single way so water is one of the best ingredients for me yeah i will remember this now as you're saying that <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually, many, many years ago, um, somebody told me that if you make a, an, an omelette, um, mm -hmm. you should put water in instead of milk, you know, if you, if you whip up the eggs. And mm -hmm. I've always believed that, I've, I've always done it that way. Um, and, uh, and sometimes I think maybe it was the wrong advice because the milk maybe does something, but my omelets seem to be very fluffy and now that you're saying that water is actually an ingredient then maybe this is why the, the omelet is so fluffy yeah i mean it's uh it lightens eggs it doesn't put in extra fat that you don't need unless you want to put a little bit more butter but then just put more butter not milk and cream yeah well yeah. this is yeah you wanted to say Oh, no, 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 I was just wait, uh, waiting for oh, you oh. to continue. But, yeah, but now this is very interesting. And I'm very happy that you said that you realize that it's also, it comes from the, from your side also when you make the sweets, uh, because the consumer buys, we buy what we are given, basically, you know, and I think, yeah. If if this is not if this is available that what you're making and doing it in a natural way and also talking about this, um, you know this gives us the option to say well um, I'd rather do that I'd rather go in in eating in that natural way you know if I if I do eat sweets. Yeah, I mean it is a options because currently in the market is not so much. Uh, I mean, we do have a lot, a few options of like more natural, more plant-based, more health-conscious desserts of chocolates or sweets. But as I haven't have anything that makes me go, wow, this is good. So in order to do that, I want to create it myself because I believe like it shouldn't be like all these special dietary, it shouldn't be just, ah, we make, we made a options for you. It should be as good as the original one. Yeah. It should be as good as, um, like if you, if I, if your dining partners, your friends that come to the restaurants with you, they have a very decadent chocolate desserts mm -hmm. and all you get for a plant-based diet you just get three scoops of little sorbets. You feel left out. I would feel, yeah. I feel that it's not fair for me just because I have a plant-based diet. Why can't I have a chocolate dessert? Yeah. So for me to do that, I mean, I'm not just simply put on a plant-based uh, vegan friendly dessert just because I want to, but it has to be as good or better than the chocolate desserts that your friends having so that's my my goal my main directions for any desserts that if i'm if i'm 
produce if I put out, it has to be as good as the the normal version or not better. Well, this is something that we sometimes see that, you know, if you if you go a, a healthy or you think you go the healthy route or the healthy option, it's normally not as good or it's normally bland, you know, or it, it doesn't have... Or it just, uh, it, yeah, or it's just yeah. covered in sugar to make it tasty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, this is wonderful. And... Um, um, so, but can people still buy the sweets from you? Will you still have your Instagram on Instagram your your sweets available? Uh, at the moment, it's not available. But um, when the hotel opens on the first of September, it will be like I'm not. It's not like I'm using my brand to market all the sweets and chocolates in there. But it will be like features throughout the hotel, like, okay. but it will be made, everything will be in-house under my supervision and under my directions, like, okay, we should make chocolate like this, not the traditional way that heavy cream, heavy sugar. So I will have my, uh, how to say, my, oh, I've, the words just couldn't roll it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will, I will have some influence on how things yeah. being made in the in the hotel, yeah. so people can because we have a little uh, coffee bar that is coffee shops that will sell all all sorts of cakes, sandwiches, pastries, even chocolates and sweets. Um, at the very entrance of the hotel, it's called Cafe Lucy. So all this. Uh, products can be buy through the counter oh i see so okay. it's it's available from then mm -hmm. so it will have a heavy influence by my directions as well okay but now um tell me um jared what what are still your wishes for the future mm -hmm. for the future i mean uh, I still have to compete for the world finals for the Varona chocolate competition in in December this year. So I'll be represent the whole Scandinavia for the world's final. And I hope I win. Okay. And <laughs> so I can, then I can reach an even bigger platform to promote what I believe. So I, I hope I get to promote the, the direction and the philosophy that I believe what is future of pastries and desserts and confectionery. Mm -hmm. And for me, the future is, I believe the future is plant-based. Mm -hmm. We need to consume, not like we start completely, but we should consume yeah. less and less uh, animal products or dairy products. Because honestly, we don't need that. Mm -hmm. We we need to look at alternatives that actually enhance or make us a little bit healthier. So less sugar, less dairy, and eat more vegetables, eat more natural strawberries, fruits, vegetables. Because vegetables like beets and uh, carrots and bananas, all this, 
it has so much sugar in itself. It, if you're going to make a banana bread, you shouldn't need so much other sugars because a ripe banana contains so much sugar, has so much flavor. We shouldn't use other sugar to make a banana bread. Uh, and and it's it's a great way of also um, experimenting with the different fruits because it's like you say a banana um, banana bread is actually such a nice thing to bake and and mm -hmm. you don't need the sugar yeah the additional sugar but what I find now fascinating about you is that um, you you want to represent. Uh, all these countries and in, in this competition. But, but you're doing it because you want a bigger platform to get this message across. And I find this very admirable uh, of you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that you're not, not uh, egocentrically just want to do it because you want to win, but you want to, to have this platform. And I think I really hope that um, I'm, I'm very interested in, in what you are making. So I'll be still following you. On, on Instagram, you. I hope you, you still share all the things that you make because yeah, it's I mean, yeah, yeah, it will be. I'll be sharing a lot more on Instagram uh, when the hotel starts. So we 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 produce a lot more interesting cakes, desserts, confectioneries, chocolates, and we I'll be heavily promoted on my Instagram, like because we want this this new hotel to be a place where people come to hang. It's, mm -hmm. we will look at this hotel as a, it's, it's going to be a five-star luxuries hotel, but it's also a neighborhood hotel. We are located in the middle of a West End neighbor uh, residential area. So okay. we want people to come by. You can always come in to have a coffee on the coffee bar, have a lunch, stay for a little bit dinner because it will be a uh, the brasserie is a very european continental menu mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of classic uh, brasserie food and price are very very reasonable price for the neighborhood mm -hmm. we're not trying to achieve something that is uh way out of the line we try to do we try to bring back some classic items and then classic desserts but in a more modern interpretations like yeah. for me classic desserts are always very very sweet mm. very heavy in dairy product heavy egg product but i try to reinterpret those in a more more modern more health conscious slightly less sugar less cream as is possible like to try to represent all this uh, direction that i believe in and presented in this really classic uh, European brasserie menu. Mm. And as well as we have a Japanese Nordic restaurant on the rooftop. So it's gonna be a, if we look at this restaurant as like a culture house that yeah. you can come and hang, you can come and hang, you can come and have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even after dinner in the same building. And yeah. it, uh, it's a place of people come to meet to each mm. other. What a wonderful uh, it's, uh, it's a it's the hotel is called Somero House. Yeah. It's gonna it's what is uh the first of its kinds uh art deco hotel in Norway. Oh, okay. So we so we restore a really uh 
1930s building back to its original artwork, original stone brick buildings, which stripped back all the deco from before and restored back to its original 1930s art deco. And it's it's one of the best places I've ever seen. I love the Art Deco era. It's one of my favorite um, uh, design eras, you know, and, and it's wonderful that you do that. And I love that you restore it, you know, and, and bring out the, the beautiful, the natural, beautiful um, elements of that era. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because we work very closely with the city, uh, antiques uh, preservation department. So we have a lot of reference uh, from the era to go back to have a lot of original artworks, original design details down to like the locker room in the swimming pool. It's all restored to the wooden, original woodwork and everything. Really? So mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it is one of the one of its kinds like I have never seen. They spend so much uh, energy or even uh, financial to try to restore anything back to this this state. Wonderful. <clears throat> I'll put the I'll put the um, link of this hotel. Is it, is there a website already? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's called Somero House. Mm -hmm. S O M M E R R O H O U S E dot com. Okay. So you you can find them on the same uh, Instagram. The handle is the same, yeah. Somero House. Okay. So it's we will open the door first of September. So okay. it's, it's okay. less than sixty days. Yeah, and um, I wanted you to ask you to do a shout out for your favorite restaurant or coffee shop, but I'm going to do this as your shout out that you that we do the this hotel that's uh, the upcoming hotel. Uh, that you know yeah. yeah it would be brilliant yeah so okay i will i will put all the links in the description and um and i wish you all the best for this for this new job you're doing and for really for what you are doing and and i absolutely love this idea because i think it's so important that we change the way we um eat sweets you know and that we think of it as well and i i love that you do it also natural thank you very much mm -hmm. and i probably i hope you come to visit us soon i will i will i'm very intrigued now i mean there's no now a lot of things that that um that i find so wonderful about that it's firstly your sweets and your your pastry making and 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 all of that but also the building it sounds amazing so yes. i will i will come and i will come and have the experience there perfect in norway okay yes. but jared thank you so much for your time thank you so much petra and and have a lovely time with your parents thank you very much and you yeah. have a good summer holiday Okay. Well. Thank, thank you very much.